Happy New Year, North County. I'm Kelly Kyle, and you are listening to the North County Beat. Just because 2020 is over doesn't mean the craziness is going to stop just yet. But there's something comforting about a new beginning, don't you think? Speaking of new beginnings, this episode officially kicks off the third season of the North County Beat. Yay! Thank you all so much for sticking with us. And make sure you listen to some of our past episodes to catch some of the major reporting that we've done in 2019 and 2020. Before we get started with today's episode, a quick message from a sponsor of the North County Beat, Casa di Bandini at the Forum in Carlsbad. They're currently open for takeout, so you can get all the fresh, authentic flavors that you love at home, plus delicious margaritas to go. The Coast News and Casa di Bandini are teaming up to give away $50 gift cards for some great food and drink. For details, follow at Coast News on Instagram. All right, now let's get to it. We're going to ease into the new year with a conversation about cannabis. In December, Oceanside passed a measure that would tax cannabis businesses in the city. Right now, those businesses are not allowed to have any storefronts at all. Delivery is only allowed for medical purposes, no recreational, which is also referred to as adult use. Of course, we all know that recreational weed is legal statewide in California as a result of Prop 64, which passed in 2016. So Coast News reporter Samantha Nelson has been following the emerging cannabis operations in Oceanside, and she joins us now to share some background on where things are at there. Hey, Sam, how's it going? Hi, Kelly, I'm good. Okay, so we're looking at this issue today because you texted me about this interview that you did with the heads of a cannabis delivery service in Oceanside, and it was just super cool. Uh, Yes, I spoke with Karen Tomlinson and Gracie Morgan of Medleaf Delivery in Oceanside. Uh, They're the only licensed cannabis delivery service in the city. Um, It was a really interesting conversation, and we covered multiple things, but we ultimately looked at the push for Oceanside to allow delivery services to sell cannabis for adult use as well as medicinal use. And I feel like allowing the shops to sell cannabis for adult use has always been kind of like a touchy subject in North County uh, ever since recreational weed was legalized. Like I know dispensaries get tons of business for adult use buyers in San Diego and places further south like that. But up here, I, I feel like we don't really see too many storefronts for that purpose. Like it seems as though North County cities never really jumped on that recreational train, even though many residents did vote in favor of Prop 64. Yeah, under Prop 64, cities were allowed to decide what cannabis sales and distribution would look like in their limits. Um, So even though many North County residents supported legalizing recreational cannabis, they were less than willing to open local recreational dispensaries. Uh, So people have to either drive to San Diego for recreational cannabis or they can get it delivered from there. But there aren't too many delivery services or storefronts in North County to just buy cannabis without a medical recommendation. And Tomlinson and Morgan of Medleaf Delivery see that as a major missed opportunity for tax revenue. Yeah, that would make sense because I know other North County cities have also been flirting with this market as well, like the recreational adult use market. Like I know Encinitas voters just passed Measure H, which will allow recreational dispensaries to open in that city once all the licensing goes through and stuff. And then in Vista, there are already 11 medical storefronts. So, you know, there's a chance that the adult use conversation could come up in 2021. So that's where they're at. Where is Oceanside at right now? So last year, the city removed the medical requirement for cannabis cultivators. And Oceanside voters also passed Measure M, which allows the city to collect tax on any kind of licensed cannabis business, uh, recreational or medical. 
So council recently approved tax rates for the different cannabis sectors, um, including a 4% tax on retail businesses like MedLeaf. Uh, so they're kind of loosening up in some areas and getting established. Okay, so what about recreational cannabis? Is that going to be a thing or where are they at? So Morgan actually asked council at its December 16th meeting to consider allowing retailers to sell in the recreational market, uh, but council didn't act on that request at the time. Um, so, you know, for Morgan and Tomlinson, that's kind of a missed opportunity. They see the recreational market appealing to a broader audience, and that has the potential to bring in even more tax money. So basically, it sounds like the sale of recreational cannabis in Oceanside is almost like a win-win situation for the dispensaries in the cities. Like the local dispensaries could expand their customer base and then the city could get more tax dollars and everybody wins, everybody's happy. Exactly. So I spoke with Tomlinson and Morgan about this current tax situation as well as Medleaf's commitment to eliminating the stigma surrounding adult use cannabis. And we also talked about their community outreach efforts and their vision for the cannabis community in North County. You know, ultimately, they just want to be viewed as any other law-abiding, tax-paying business in the city of Oceanside. Yeah, and that definitely comes across in your conversation with them. Uh, So this interview that you did is super fun, and it really does offer a perspective on the cannabis industry that we don't hear about too often. Listeners, you will see what I mean in a second here. So now let's check out the interview that Sam did with Karen Tomlinson and Gracie Morgan of Medleaf Cannabis Delivery in Oceanside. The two start by talking about the challenges of being a medical-only operation in an area where recreational cannabis is also easily accessible. When consumers or and community members know that in the state of California that it is adult use and it is recreational and that law passed, it's hard and I think we turn we don't turn away, but people people will call us and then they will politely decline to get their meds from us because they don't want to go medicinal. They're they're not looking to get a med card, mm-hmm. especially when places uh, when other dispensaries down in San Diego drive up here and deliver. So it's like, why why go through the medicinal route when they have the black market there or they have other delivery services coming from as far as Santa Ana or San Diego to deliver to their front door at adult use? That's what we come up against when these people are saying, oh, no, it's fine. I just want adult. I just want rec. I just want, you know, I'll just go the adult use route to them in their minds. They think I feel bad being a medicinal patient when I know my needs are not medicinal. Right. So Oceanside not capturing that market is what's leading to this. Okay, now we kind of have to do something because they have the best intentions of making a difference in their city with cannabis taxes, but they will fall short in what they're able to collect without adult use. The black market is thriving. I mean, there's nobody to shut them down during the pandemic. There's not active initiatives to go after them. They for sure make a heck of a lot more in a day's work than we do without having the federal background checks in place, without having insurance in place for their drivers, without having tested products, with serving underage people, and all of those things that the city's most worried about coming from us are actively happening at higher rates than we could have ever imagined just because we don't have the ability to deliver to those who want to go outside of medicinal. So on the the flip side to that is that we do have our own fleet of cars, right? That are insurance, our employees, our live scan federally background checked. 
so you know who's coming to your door has already gone through a rigorous process so you could feel comfortable with that person coming to your door which you know i mean all of us being community members i think that would be most important for sure Okay. And it's cool because we have the opportunity to set a positive precedent for cannabis here and we're very anti-stigma about it. And so that's what we want, hopefully, for the city to join us in, you know, step in step and be able to properly educate the public about these things. But if that's the case and they, you know, budgets are slim, we're happy to take that responsibility on ourselves. We just need that extra help in getting to be able to serve the community right. that we're in. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting as far as it being something where we have, you know, like Karen said, we are veteran owned, we're also minority owned. Karen and I are women and we are the leaders of this whole operation, so we're women led. Awesome. Really something that's striking for the cannabis industry because it's traditionally more of a male dominated space and at that it's a very much so a white male's space. Um, so us <laughs> coming in and being able to do this like in our own community that we actually really care about is a big deal and we continue to give back and um, even though we haven't been open for very long we've been able to help like different you know this month we're helping this humane society last month we were really focused with veterans and doing like the veterans association in north county and we want to be able to keep those efforts going and we need the help of the city to be able to do that but also we have our neighboring city of vista and they have um, 11 storefronts, right? And so they're medicinal only as well. And, you know, we would love to be able to work together as an entire North County cannabis community towards some of these community efforts. But there is a divide right now because it's such, I mean, we're in direct competition now that they were allowed to do delivery because of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. but we are not able to do storefront because of the pandemic, you know what I mean? Or we are not able to do a pickup window because of the pandemic. So those special circumstances that fell for them were something that then became, okay, we were going to be the first delivery service in North County, and then we had to scale it back, and now we are the first one in Oceanside Mm -hmm. without, without a doubt. We're also the first company that came into this knowing that we were going to do delivery. So our entire operation is set up to make that as successful as it can be. Anything anybody's asked of us, the state, the city, whatever it is, we've accomplished and we've done and we've we've met expectations and we've exceeded expectations. But it's just like it would be nice to be able to not only just be recognized, but just to like... Be a partner with us because yeah. we're like any other business in the city of Oceanside. We yeah. are a small business. We are looking to grow and to thrive. We're essential. We're essential. Which is not what most people can say right now. And we are one of the only businesses that will be able to return a tax dollar that will matter in 2021. It's not really like you're fighting against the city. It's no. just that you just want them to, you're just trying to get them to understand. We've had like some good discussions to try and get like some attention drawn to the fact that you could be doing more with less basically like you, if you just turn the light switch of adult use on you we won't bother you anymore basically right, right. So you guys can set the tax at 10 percent if you give us adult use you, like you want yeah. to give them money right yeah. we do because we want to be recognized as an essential like true business and you know we pay the taxes we pay the fees to get here 
Um, and, and not only that, but like I sit in my title, I'm the director of community outreach, right? So like Gracie was telling you, her and I work very hard on outreach programs. Mm -hmm. So, and we both live in Oceanside. So no, no matter what, like that tax money is going to go back to our city. It's going to hopefully go back to certain programs that are going to help enhance the community. So sitting in a, in a, like a, an outreach seat, that's really important to me because here, there's a, we're like few and mighty, but yet if the tax dollars can then be streamed back into the city, that's where we make the bigger difference, mm -hmm. you know? Yes, we can donate to the ASPCA. Yes, we can donate here, but think about that revenue stream and what's that donating overall to mm -hmm. the whole umbrella. Yeah. And then also to combat the black market, you know? I mean, one thing that we all don't want is we don't want to see cannabis end up in children's hands. So health, you know, help us help you by making sure that our tax dollars go to a task force in order to combat the black market. Mm -hmm. yeah. Although I would love to help puppies and kitties all day long, mm -hmm. we're going to shift our efforts to really focusing on what we can do immediately around here. Like taking out um, like sanitary napkins. There's a lot of women that we see walking around out here. We would love to help them to give back to the community. Exactly. Yeah. Like okay. toiletries, anything to do with personal hygiene in this way, like COVID times, For sure. we can give out hand sanitizer, masks, um, and so that's where we're going to be focusing our efforts, but it would do a lot more if the city, like Karen was saying, if these tax dollars were allocated for a homeless outreach and for a task force to combat the black market, then there you go. We're yeah. really, really doing our part to make a difference. What's an example of a black market business and a gray market business? Good question. I'm going to show you because I it's a little bit. So black market would be um, like what I get on my phone. I get all the text messages from all the black markets. Oh, those are black markets? Okay. Most of them. Okay. Most of them, right? So, like, somebody like this, a oh. free gram with every ounce, right? That's in, That can't happen. So, like, that's an example of black market. Gray market is this. When you go on to weed maps, which is, like, our holy grail of weed maps is, like, Yelp uh -huh. for the cannabis industry, um, you see us, March and Ash, and then, okay, Speedy Weedy, right? So, like, they have a license. Uh -huh. But if I were to be able to hold this long enough to look it up, their license is out of Santa Ana. So no matter what, yeah. they can deliver recreational because they're licensed as recreational in Santa Ana. But any time that they deliver to us in Oceanside, Oceanside will never be able to collect on that tax money because they're not licensed in Oceanside. Wow. So anything with recreational is licensed in either Santa Ana or Oakland. And then they can have hubs and they deliver down here and we will never benefit from them wow. and they will never be benefit from us. So that's the gray market is like, oh, we're just gonna buy a pin in your town so that we can gain more business. And then that's when you see like a two to three to four hour wait will be from somebody because maybe they are licensed out of Santa Ana, but they have a hub in Escondido and they deliver down to San Diego and back up to Santa Ana. And then in the middle you get Oceanside. Oh wow. So it's really wild. And they'll be like, it's like essentially like their hub is not like something that's very um, professional. It's like an apartment or a storage unit or whatever. <laughs> it's an apartment. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the difference between like us white market and then black market and then gray market. Got it. Okay. So yeah, not necessarily bad people. They're all legal. They went through some hoops to get their licensing, but they're never going to return that money. Right. Is there anyone on council that's like, kind of like cool with you <laughs> oh yeah i mean okay. like council members favor the idea of cannabis making money in their city they do okay so 
maybe I can't speak for each of them, but we do have a general consensus that as long as we, you know, when we were going through our CUP, CUP process, they kept referencing, like, you guys are the guinea pig. And we accepted that and we went with it and we were like, okay, we really don't love being the guinea pig, but we'll be it because we believe we are the best people to do it, right? right. We wouldn't want to have to follow in the steps of somebody that was a little bit more black market than we are. Um, and the council sees that. And so I think that's their ultimate thing is they're pro bettering their community and they're pro tax dollars. And so in that light, I can say, yes, absolutely. We have a council that supports it for those reasons. Do they support Medleaf specifically being the ones? I think they just want somebody that's going to do it with pride. And I think they've seen that with us. Okay. So I can't name a single member off the council that may be more so leaning into it than others but okay. we have seen um different members at different points in time come up to bat for us looking into the future we would love to do curbside pickup from this location we'd love to do storefront whether it's at this location or somewhere along pch okay or somewhere in, in i was Ozenside. gonna ask you know like yeah. i mean all of those are aspirations of ours and i'm assuming at some point will be the aspirations of the city and honestly like gracie's been saying and i've been saying like we just want to work together in order to you know bring this all bring this all to light and bring it together yeah bring it right. full circle mm -hmm. like we we were at the senior uh what was it senior expo expo oh, last no, year wellness. yeah last year yeah wellness senior. fair and the senior expo we did last year and we did harbor days and like you know oh, yeah. we're in the community talking about cannabis and meanwhile there are like police officers walking by and there's your grandma's showing up like Shh, do you guys have samples and we're just like <laughs> The people want it. It's just they need that proper education in order yeah. to know how to receive it. So, yeah. so, they're still so scared. I know. Oh. It's so funny. That's the number one question is like, do you guys have samples? Like, no, the law prohibits it. Uh, <laughs> however, you can get a rec. We can get you signed up. You know, all the good stuff. Yeah. So. Well, that actually is something I've always wondered. So, like, I can get... Um, it's a medical recommendation exactly so you would just call us or text us and get you signed up for your recommendation um and i don't have to see a doc so that's the one this is the one area i'm like i have no idea right. i so do you see why this is hard for us yeah, yeah. yes so definitely you don't actually have to physically see a doctor the way that we we've partnered with nug md mm -hmm. and they are a full-blown like uh teledoctor service telemedicine okay. service so they're able to assess what's going on over the phone, get you a doctor over the phone, and then once they go through and make sure that you are a good candidate, they will send, we get the recommendation within minutes, you get it to your email, and they send you a physical copy to your door within 10 days. Okay. And then from that moment on, we're able to take your order and go from there. So it, the whole process takes about 10 minutes to get a doctor's rec. Oh, okay. Um, and we do cover that cost so that you don't have to fork up $40 for wow. that. Okay, yeah. that's like insane. I just didn't know it was that easy. <laughs> and it's a closed loop too, which is something that a lot of people don't understand. They think they're giving their information to the state and they don't want to be identified as a cannabis user. So they're like, no, no, I don't want medicinal because then it goes into the system. It's a closed loop system. So our doctor's office is the only one that has that information. It doesn't go into like an insurance thing. It doesn't tell the DMV. It doesn't oh, tell anything. Okay. Like it doesn't prohibit you from anything else. It's just the mindset that most people have is like, 
oh, if I have to pay for it, it's probably going into a database, and I don't want that. And oh, okay. Well, so it's not universal, though. Like, it would just be with this one specifically? Like, this, you, loca- this, this business. So, oh, no, you're good. Once yeah. you have your recommendation, you can go anywhere in California. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. We're just nice and pay for it for you. So that That's you awesome. With you know, again, with adult use. With adult use. Our costs would go down. <laughs> our costs would really go down. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, so you're... we're paying for everybody's rack. That makes so plus much... Plus giving them $10 yeah. off. Um, and so we, the way that we pose it is complimentary recommendations because we want to make sure that people aren't, you know, prohibited to order with us because of that upfront cost. We want to make it so that if you're a medicinal patient, you're actually getting your medicine at the normal cost, not having to pay that extra fee in front of it. Okay. So, yeah. so in, a, in Oceanside, storefronts, period, are just not allowed right now. Yep. So that's something you would hope to see changed if... You know, because you did say like yeah, storefront yes. would be something yes. you would want to do. I think down the road we would want that as a city, mm-hmm. not like we as Medleaf, but we as Oceanside would want that because okay. of the fact that we are so hyper focused on tourism, and you see all of the new hotels being built, and it's something for people to do, right? So it's almost like a tourist attraction at that point. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what we would want a storefront for is just to have a tourist tra- a tourist stop. There's bars and restaurants. We love all of our bars and restaurants, but, like, there's not one specific... You know, people aren't hopping off the five to stop by the surf museum. Right. You know, so if we can have something that incorporates art and local business and cannabis, that's, like, a best solution, and it really changes how people see Oceanside as, like, a stop-off on their way down to San Diego or on their way back up, and so that's something that we... Like a place to stop for cannabis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. have it be something where they can come in and, like, you know, see it differently than it's being done in San Diego and L.A. Yeah. And then typically if you stop off and you're going out to a restaurant, you'll end up eating over here, checking out the pier that you maybe never checked out before, because why stop in Oceanside when you're heading down to San Diego? So it brings a lot of your local tourism into the town, too. Moving into 2021, aside from our homeless outreach, our bigger thing is going to be really trying to ha- like emphasize that we are women-led and women-owned because for a long time now, I don't know if you've ever gotten a cannabis delivery or anything to your house, but it can be very sketchy uh, to order from anybody, and they will take like up to two hours and show up in a weird car <laughs> and have loud yeah. music, and then there's like smoke rolling out of their windows, and it's just not what we're doing at <laughs> they all. They tried your product before they got to yeah, your Yeah, exactly. You're like, excuse me, are you three hours late because you were in your car smoking the whole time? Like, so uncomfortable. And it's like, exactly. dude, we are literally the reason that we are who we are is because we move the chair, we do the things, we want to make sure that if there's something that needs to change we change it and so we're trying to change the delivery service that you expect to show up to your house to be something that's like whoa that was refreshing that was professional they were nice they were on time they let me know like through the phone they gave me options that I could use for next time like I want to leave these people a review kind of thing and we are supporting women-owned brands like locally that are coming into the can of space and that's what we're really trying to do is like improve what people think about when they think the home delivery right definitely absolutely or i mean like i do feel like a lot of the stigma it's just because of like just being weed yeah. you know like it's yeah. that's why maybe like this or the city is just still hesitant mm-hmm. <laughs> so the devil's lettuce yeah you come in here so like you know through covid you have to imagine like 
we opened up on July on July 10th. Yeah. So we started our hiring process mid June, and we have almost about how many employees now? Now we have 16. Nice. We've got 16 employees, mm-hmm. and those are all employees that you know. Most of them, they have actually told us that you know they lost their jobs during COVID, and they were so thankful to be able to be a part of our team and be a part of an essential business and pick up another job you know, during this pandemic. So they've all like through, through like Gracie and I training them and through just being who we are and naturally just caring for our employees and caring them for them in a way like of who they are in their own person and developing them in their person and empowering them. We have the, we have an amazing staff and like, you know, with that stigma, it would be nice for people to see that we are like, we're a legit business and we are legitimately employing people of our city and we're we're putting roofs over people's heads right now we're giving people an opportunity an opportunity to grow in a new industry Mm -hmm. and honestly that feels better than anything and that is a wrap on this one you just heard coast news reporter samantha nelson's conversation with karen tomlinson and gracie morgan heads at medleaf cannabis delivery in oceanside For more on the cannabis situation in Oceanside, follow Sam's coverage for the Coast News online and in print. Huge thanks to our team at the Coast News. Podcast manager is Ryan Waltz. Coast News editor-in-chief is Jordan Ingram. Our associate publisher is Chris Kidd. And our publisher is Jim Kidd. Thanks to all of you for listening and supporting the North County Beat. Stay tuned for more great interviews and stories in the new year. I'm your host, Kelly Kyle, and we will talk to you next time.